Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joey Prouty. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have um, a, 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 a morbidly playable show for you this evening. What does that mean? You might find out. <laughs> but before we get to all the morbidity, Jonathan Day, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay, man. Just uh, it's uh, not much going on this week. Just kind of chilling and um, just, uh, yeah, excited to podcast this week. We got a cool, cool couple topics to talk about today. Um, still getting pretty deep into the outer worlds, playing some games. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing too much, too, nothing too crazy right now. Um, but uh, continuing to self-isolate and stay caffeinated, I guess. <laughs> Fuck, tell um, me about it. I'm up to like a, an entire pot of coffee a day. Yeah, the coffee, by like, the by coffee like game one, is one thirty. I'm like, <laughs> the coffee game is real for sure right now. Um, been trying to drink some tea though lately. Um, one because I feel like every time I have coffee, especially like later in the day, sometimes I don't have it in the morning but just kind of midday uh, i'm like wired for the rest of the day so yeah but anyways coffee um, that like cancels each other out like you're on like a an up 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 and then you're like one more cup of coffee and it sends you just crashing i yeah i've been there yeah Yeah, that's why i can only take like one cup of coffee these days it'll just do me good do me right there so um i go through about three or four cups of my giant 22 ounce batman mug yeah, um, I re- yeah, I remember that mug. <laughs> yeah, I got it with you at uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, co- yeah, coffee's uh, been a necessity, I would say, lately. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, everything's cool. I- I've just been, uh, man, yeah, just, just uh, playing some video games, cleaning around the house. Um, you know, Joey and I have been talking off air about blind issues, and, you know, we mentioned our last uh, podcast we're going to be kind of working on some music so um yeah just excited to kind of get some of those things going and um yeah and then you know again wishing everyone uh you know hopefully everyone's safe and sound and yeah that's pretty much it joey how are you doing this week i am i'm i'm doing all right doing good um yeah got to see our good buddy andrew over the weekend along with our friend from high school michael conti it was very good to uh catch up and we social distancely social distance diddly played uh some bocce ball which was is quite fun out here in the in the sunset so got a wicked tan on my on my neck i got scorched um but uh but it was fun and uh and yeah now now is it just to work Right. Um, yes. And yeah, trying to balance work and creativity and, you know, staying up late and getting up early and doing all that kind of fun stuff. And I'm finally starting to feel like, (sighs) (laughs) 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 got to cut something out. Maybe it's dinner. I don't know. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so not bad. Um, some interesting news, um, in terms of entertainment, which entertainment is what we deal in on this TV show, this YouTube, sh- this podcast. What or what is this anymore? Podcast? Um, now, now we're on YouTube, so yeah, for sure. What, I say YouTube what, what are we doing? podcast. <laughs> Man, it's like the Joe Rogan experience. It's powerful. Um, 
Uh, let's see. So, yeah, uh, it was announced that on HBO Max we are going to be getting a Gotham PD TV show brought to us from Matt Reeves, who is directing the new solo The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Um, this is crazy. This is so. Let's just let's just pump the brakes just a little bit here. We are getting. Let's go back even further. Let's go back. We had, you know, the first four films, right? Ended in 1997, 96, mm-hmm. 97. I'm pretty sure 97. Yeah. Um, we didn't have another Batman again until 2005. It was eight years later. Okay, good. Christian Bale uh, finishes up in 2012, Dark Knight Rises. And then we got BVS. In, uh, they announced in 2013, and we didn't get until March of 2016. And mm-hmm. since then, Batman has been in Suicide Squad and Justice League. And um, and now, you know, they, they it was all up in the air. Is Ben Affleck coming back or not? He was going to direct his own Batman movie, um, and then he wasn't. Then he was going to keep starring in it, but then he wasn't. Um, we're getting a whole new Batman with Robert Pattinson, who's not connected to the previous DCEU, even though that was never an official name. So mm-hmm. this Batman apparently doesn't know Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and The Flash. Um, so, okay, that's what's going on with the Batman property. But then we get a spinoff like Joker. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, we'll take, we'll, I guess we'll take Joker. All right, people seem to like it. I don't understand, but people seem to like it. You rated it as your number one movie last year, okay. We also had um, the uh, Gotham TV show wrap up last year, year before that. Um, We had a lot of Batman is what I'm trying to say. And um, so I'm gearing up for Robert Pattinson's Batman. I'm trying to psych myself up because I only know him as, you know, the Twilight guy. I liked him in the lighthouse. Let's see what happens. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we get the announcement that we're going to get Zack Snyder's Justice League. What? The Snyder Cut is happening, and they're pouring like $60 million into it to finish it up. So we're going to be getting Ben Affleck's Batman on screen the same year as Robert Pattinson's Batman on screen. Okay. But then they announced that Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman in a Flash movie for the same year or the year after. What? And now, now, apparently this is set before Batman or Bruce Wayne comes back to Gotham, but we're getting a a Gotham PD TV show. Uh, this news would normally, I'd be like, yes, if you ever, ever read, um, was it Gotham Central, Gotham PD? The book that Ed Brubaker um, did, it was so good. You know, it was all about the police officers in Gotham City. Yeah. Um, timing of this is a little weird. It feels a little crowded. Um, mm-hmm. Too much Batman. Right now, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a Batman nut, but too much Batman. Give, give the character a bit of breathing room here. And I'm sorry, but it's the wrong time to be doing a TV show about cops right now. I don't want to see that shit. Yeah. I don't care how sympathetic you make them. I don't want to watch that. Um, yeah. And then if we're also going to get even more nitpicky, um, the track record for this character is not very good. We've had... Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, 
Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, if you kind of count it, and Justice League. And only two and a half or three of those movies were any good. Um, and then the Gotham TV show was just a fucking travesty. Um, <laughs> ah, like Joker, I, look, Joker is a well-made, not my cup of tea. Like I can admit, like, hey, yeah, wow, you got your uh, your your leaves like locally and organically sourced, and and uh, you're using the right amount of cream and sugar, but it still tastes incredibly bland to me. That's okay, um, you know. So I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know what we're in for, what to expect, or why. Why does this need to happen right now? Um, mm. This is what Gotham, the TV show, should have been. Um, and I think it was going to be that. And then they started inserting Bruce Wayne and Sina Kyle and all the villains into it. Mm-hmm. So that's really my take. I'm just exacerbated. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? I want to hear your take, though. Uh, I, I agree with you. Um, I feel like there's plenty of cop-based shows out there. Actually, one that I really enjoyed was Watchmen on HBO. Yeah. And... What I liked about that one, it was very self-contained. Like, they're not going to do any more Watchmen TV shows after that. Um, and so I liked it for what it was there. But, yeah, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of shows that, you know, you know, there's a lot of still, there's still, like, medical shows. There's still, you know, and I know people still watch that kind of stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're going to really do with something like this if it's going to be something that will, since it's produced by Matt Reeves, like, will it, somehow connect it, to the yes movie i think the, the intention yeah. is that it connects to robert pattinson's world okay um, um yeah i mean it's it's a lot there's a lot of i mean I, i'm still on the side of like i don't know why they're doing they're continuing with the kind of previous uh like uh flashpoint and you know that's where i'm like okay you guys just need to like just ditch that or like I don't, yeah. th- you know, I don't think anyone's going to really, I mean, uh, it sounds interesting and, you know, if it's something to do with like, you know, especially the flash and time travel or whatever it is. People will, um, will watch it and, you know, the certain sect of fandom that is kind of, I don't want to judge it before it's out, but that's clearly what I'm going to do. So I'll just do it. Um, you know, the certain sectum of fandom that just gobbles up, oh, references and oh, like you know, fan service, like they're going to fucking go nuts for it. I believe that that's what it's going to turn out to be. Hope I'm wrong. I don't think that I am though. Um, yeah, but no, yeah. I think you're right, man. I, I just, yeah, it, it's kind of, yeah. Just trying to figure out like what, what's the real kind of plan for this. And, um, I, I must admit over the, even with Marvel, you know, of course there's like just an oversaturation and there's a lot of content coming out and, you know, as audiences, we're getting used to that. Um, and I do miss the times when we used to get like excited for even some of the past Batman films that were kind of shit, but like, you know, I, I'd be miss excited for being, years. Yeah. Being, having that time to wait and, uh, you know, the, uh, I think obviously that's, especially in our, our entertainment culture now with streaming and everything, it's, it's very immediate and, uh, and that, you know, a lot of people are kind of used to that. You know, I still love you know, even when shows like Game of Thrones are on, I love the weekly, you know, watching something per week. And, you know, yeah. if it's something like HBO, like I could see that can bring uh, people who are DC fans or Batman fans, but also, um, you know, people who are looking for that weekly kind of by, you know, per week show. 
um, to get kind of excited about. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds super messy to me. <laughs> it sounds um, very messy. And I do think I, I want to give the general audience credit and say that they would be able to follow. Oh, okay. Ben Affleck's Batman is not Robert Pattinson's Batman. And who is not Michael Keaton's Batman, who is not Val Kilmer, who is, you know what I mean? I want to believe, um, but if you if you have this TV show connects to that movie and this movie connects to those movies, but not this movie. And once you start playing continuity police with it, that's where people get tripped up. And, you know, I mean, you're going to have people like my parents who are like, oh, wait, the Christian Bale Batman isn't the same. He didn't kill the Joker in Batman 89. No, no, it's different. You know, like, it's different, um, yeah. Jack Nicholson couldn't even wrap his brain around. I mean, poor guy. I think he has dementia. But like, you know, when they announced Dark Knight, he was pissed that he wasn't asked back to be the Joker. And it's like, well, this, oh, yeah. this is different. This is not your. This is not that. Like, you know what I mean? And I think you're going to have a lot of that with the general audience. More so, you know, they are getting used to the idea with things like Endgame, uh, Into the Spider Verse, of these. Okay, there can be multiple interpretations within a universe at the same time and multiple universes, blah, 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 blah. But I think they're betting a little more than they should with, with what they're doing with DC. Cause they're, these characters are not established. They're not well-loved. They're not recognized other than Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman, you know, Aquaman made a billion dollars, but I don't see a lot of people talking about that. You know, the conversation yeah. didn't really continue. The flash, I think people are really kind of 50, 50 on, um, it's not like Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans, Captain America, where like people adore, you know what I mean? This version of that character. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard sell. It's a really hard sell. It is a hard sell. Cause you know, I, and I know you, um, you know, I, I liked the Joker, uh, film, but that was kind of what I liked about it the most was, uh, it's the self-contained story. And I thought they mm-hmm. were kind of going to lean on that a little bit more um, as far as like, Hey, we don't have to have everything connected. We can kind of tell these individualized stories um, still kind of add somewhat to the character in a way, but it doesn't have to tie in and you don't have, you know, that's the, the whole continuity thing, right? Like that, you know, being mm-hmm. tied to that and eventually building on that. And I can, I can already tell if this flashpoint thing goes through and they end up like, Hey, everything's connected. And I just feel like it's, this is gonna be an even bigger mess, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, but yeah, I, you it's, know, like it kind of it kind of interrupts your suspension of disbelief to a certain point, doesn't it? It works yeah, in a cartoon. It, does. it works very yeah. well in a cartoon. But if I'm if okay, let's say they they say, okay, everything from Keaton to Bale to Affleck, it's all connected. All of them are in a, this universe labeled this, blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. Retroactively. And this is a minor nitpick and probably only coming from someone this like who is going to break it down like this. Retroactively, that is going to damper and lessen my experience watching the self-contained stories like Dark Knight, like Batman Begins. Because I would be thinking, okay, this is happening at the same time as that other Batman and that other universe because Warner Brothers had to come out and make a fucking announcement about it. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) That is going to be going through my head as I'm watching these films. And I that is... Let them be unto themselves, please. Like, the comics can be comics. The movies can be movies. They do not have to replicate each other. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool when you get close. And Marvel's gotten very close. Um, 
but it that's not. I'm, I just want a good story and good characters, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all we give a shit yeah. about at the end of the day. And that's uh, yeah, that's that's been a tough one with like even superhero movies, right? Like I feel mm. like the you know even reflecting us on the Marvel ones, you know, it's it's it has its formula. It has you know you know we there are still likable characters, you know, and I guess uh, I guess uh, props to Marvel for being able to like one take us through, and we you know we're you know having Captain America and that character grow throughout the series. So you, again, build that attachment to him. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it gets a little messy when you're trying to kind of take things that already exist and make it, yeah, make it kind of work for it. So, well, you're fitting yeah. a, a round peg into a square yeah, hole, yeah. right? Like it's that, yeah, it's that thought. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I mean, around? we'll have to see what, you know, what the, if it is, if anything, if it is something like this show, um, can give us, uh, kind of a, an introduction into the next Batman universe and what that's going to be like, you know, I'm down to check out the show for that reason to see, okay, this is probably, and that's kind of be kind of an interesting thing too, because that might set up the expectations for the movie that's going to be coming out with Robert Patterson and, yeah. and uh, having that kind of new trilogy. Um, so I am curious to see if these things are somewhat connected, um, you know, what's, you know, what's Gotham going to look like? What's, you know, the, how they're going to kind of paint the city and, and uh, kind of set that up. And so I think I would probably watch it just for that reason alone. Um, whether or not I would be super attached to the characters in the show. And I, I don't really know who's in the show. Um, and you know what? I, I do like, you know, I know it's a, it's a, it's always a trope uh, overused thing in TV and movies, but like the detective story, you know, I, I'm down oh, with yeah. like that. As long as it's good, you know, as long as it's, you know, written well and um, I, it's it's weird. Like, I know I mentioned this show a lot. Um, it's one of my favorite ones, Dark. Um, and I always go back to, like, the writing. And I, I miss shows that, like, I'm not saying you have to be, like, smart or anything. But I miss shows that really, like, work your brain in that way. Um, yeah. To the point where, you know, it's, you know, all the stuff you're seeing could add up to what's going to happen in the next episode or, you know later on. And, um, those are kind of shows that I'm looking for now. And I don't know how, you know, I don't know what the consensus is. You know, a lot of people still watch the office and, you know, kind of like just shows you can put on the background, but I'm really into like thinking shows right now and just shows that really like get you thinking. Um, so, you know, I, Me too. I if that's anything, why I watch Chigalos like, <laughs> well, if anything, if this, you know, HBO, I feel like they can, you know, they, they've created some really, um, you know, uh, well-known and well-produced TV shows. And I trust it in the hands of HBO. I think it's just where they're going to take the Batman story and what that's going to really play. And if it's just like something to really just get people to watch it. Um, Cause I, I felt that way with Watchmen. Like I was like, yeah. Oh, you know, like why are they doing this Watchmen thing? And then I watched it and I was like, this is great. And then I found out like, that's, that's it. Like we're not going to like capitalize on trying to expand the Watchmen universe we're just going to keep it as it is. And, and you just go on and have that experience with these episodes. Yeah. So if anything, that's what I hope for, for this television show, you know, I'll check it out, but you know, but you never know. I, I don't know if yeah. it's, you know, if it's popular, then they'll probably end up making another season or something, but well, yeah, well, absolutely. Um, see. <laughs> the only thing I don't want is having to see the show to understand what's going on in the movie. 
or vice yeah, versa. Yeah. I want each thing to be, you can call them connected, but I want them to be their own separate experiences and a complete, a complete meal unto itself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. Like, I, you I, know, you're, you know, you're right. Saying like, Oh, you got to watch, uh, agents of shield under, no dude, I'm not doing that. I'm not wasting my life watching an ABC agents. Of and I, Hey, it might be very good. I don't know. I've never seen it, but this is what's going on in my brain. I'm not judging you for watching it. And I don't mean you, Sean Day. I mean the proverbial you, the possible listener or viewer. Um, I never mean to offend, but my mouth works a lot faster than this guy. And sometimes I do. So don't take it personally. <laughs> anyway, that's all I hope. Yeah. Well, I think we're, I think we're kind of on the same page. If it's good, I'll watch yeah. it. If it's not, I won't. It's very simple. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan. Yes. Do you have any lists you'd like to do, or or would you like me to ask you some? Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, I've been playing some video games. been playing that Outer Worlds game. Uh, it's very similar to, like, Skyrim. So you collect, you know, collect uh, items and... There's like guns and upgrades and stuff. So I was actually thinking um, about like some of my favorite video game kind of weapons. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much my top five for tonight. So Joey, what are your Wonderful. top five video game weapons? I love this top five. It's very, uh, got me thinking. <laughs> got, me thinking. Um, got me thinking, fam. Um, let's see. All right, um, I'm going to go number five. Uh, the Master Sword, Zelda. Ooh, Zelda, yeah. Yeah. When you, it feels so good when you charge that, that thing up and then you just, yeah, and you spin around and you, you, you just cut motherfuckers down. That's a good feeling. <laughs> it's a very good <laughs> feeling. Um, so yeah, the Master Sword in Zelda. Heck yeah. Which, by the way, that's a missed opportunity. Why didn't they call it a Zord? The Zord? <laughs> you know, it's Zelda. Let them yeah. call it a Zord. Why not? Jesus. I think we should rename it. <laughs> I was going to tell um, my friends to play Zelda. <laughs> number four, I'm going to go the hammer in Super Smash Brothers Melee. Ooh. Man, I'd even consider the Smash Brothers array of weapons. Well. That's a smart well, choice. Um, I mean, I think it's originally from Donkey Kong, but um, the hammer specifically in Smash Brothers Melee, when somebody got the hammer, if they came near you, you were done for you're shot off the yeah. map. <laughs> um, and every time, you know, an item would drop, you would hope it was that. And if it was that and somebody else got to it first, you were hoping you could get on the other side of the map. And whenever you did get the hammer, I don't know about you, I could never control the fucking thing. Like, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'd wind up falling off the platform myself. <laughs> um, but um, when you did make contact and send somebody flying, special feeling. That only only that game could give you, because um, it is really a a smash. It is a melee. It is just chaos. Chaos. Um, oh yeah. You know, and that was. You know, we got to experience that game the right way. You know, we were all at the right age. We we're all like eighth, seventh, eighth grade for it. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'd go to each other's houses and bring our controllers and plug in and have our match. Sixty four you know? days. And GameCube, uh, GameCube, well. GameCube, yeah, um, yeah. Smash Brothers on on the GameCube is my favorite. It's so good. It's you, so ma- you good. make me think of. Uh, I have it for the the Smash Brothers for the Switch, and it's so cool because you can customize like game modes. 
Yeah. And I never thought of that. I should do one with just all hammers. Just like oh, <laughs> that's the well, only that's item that appears. Fam. Well, that, that's what's uh, that's so funny. Like I, you create different ones, and it's like I remember I created one with like all explosives. So it's just like mayhem of just like something item falls down and explodes, and like. Um, but that's the fun part, and the, the hammer is still one of the my favorite items in the game, even on the newest newest ones or whatever. But that's a good one. I didn't, man, I didn't even think of the freaking Smash Brothers games. It is so. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is usually usually I would I would use like the gold PP7, but uh, I'm gonna go with the RCP90. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, so Goldeneye cool gun too. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's like a submachine gun and it's got this clip that just curves and it has a, yeah. a, a round of ninety. So you can shoot ninety times or you can hold the trigger down for about ten seconds, like a solid ten seconds. And this thing is, it sounds just crisp and wonderful, and uh, and it just it holds ninety. It's insane and it fires so fast. It's, I think, the most fun gun to shoot in that game. That's my. It's it's the most take. like futuristic looking one too. It's it's very, like, it's, yeah, it is. It's a very cute. odd one out of all of them, but it's one of my favorite. Yeah, favorite yeah. ones too. It almost looks like like a raptor, something out of Jurassic Park. You know, it's just it's got that curve to it. That's just it's 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 more of an organic kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I'm reaching here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Number two, I'm going to go with the grappling hook from the Arkham Batman series. Um, because in mid-combat, you could do, I believe it's L1 and triangle, and you could shoot and pull somebody towards you and either punch them in the face or clothesline them. Um, or if they had somebody that you had to rescue, you could just zoop and pull them back or take their guns away. It was a multifaceted tool. Um, and you could use it to grab other items like Riddler trophies or... Um, pull uh the the casings off of the the vents you know um and it, was, you, it made you feel like batman batman right? like, dude yeah like, <laughs> like arkham city is a batman simulator it's amazing um and it's just it makes that perfect sound that and it's just uh mm. You're just like, I am so Batman. Cool. And like when, you know, the, the animation of the character, especially like if you're just standing there and you do it to somebody, you just kind of, <laughs> and you see the, the guy go, <laughs> like a spaz and a half. Um, yeah, it's a good, that's a good video game feeling, my friend. Anyway. Yeah. And you can upgrade it too. Like You can game. upgrade like, it. That's right. Super cool. Because <laughs> you can't always take guns away, right? You have to upgrade it to let it, yeah. Don't take weapons away. Disarming a motherfucker. Um, number one. Ooh, what's your number one? I talk about this. I talk about this all the time because it's my favorite game. But Mario's cape in Super Mario World, um, is amazing. Like, yes, you can fly, and the flying mechanics are really just smooth and buttery and wonderful. Um, but you can hit what is it like the X button or whatever, and he does it. <laughs> And yeah. can, you know, anyone who's coming near you, he, you know, it doesn't kill them, but you can like, like a coop is coming around. It hits them it knocks them out of their shell and then you can take their shell and hit them with it. You know what I mean? Like it's a multifaceted tool and it's so simple and intuitive and, uh, and I love it. I just Dude, love that's it. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I love the range of games too, like generation wise you have on your list too as well. Like that's super Thank cool. You. Thank you. Nice. There, I like there your was some list, ones dude. that were really difficult to leave off, but, uh, uh, it's funny. You, you like, I had one of them that you, I think you mentioned, but you didn't put on your list. Um, so for, for mine, I've got, uh, five, the hidden blade from Assassin's Creed, um, I was always a fan of like, that was kind of the reason why I play Assassin's Creed is to get the hidden blade. So it's a blade that comes out of your sleeve and, um, yeah, oh. it's pretty cool. It's very essential, very, or very, um, recognizable and essential to the, the main characters and I guess the different generations of games they've had with Assassin's Creed. They've had them in every single game that hidden blade or some form of it. So, um, yeah. And it's kind of this kind of sneaky cause you know, Assassin's Creed, you're supposed to be assassin. So it's got like this kind of, you know, kind of stealthy thing about it. So that's my number five. Hell yeah. Um, number four, I've got the Ray gun, Ray gun, Ray gun, the Ray gun from, uh, the black ops series, a zombie mode. Um, Ooh, look at you. Yeah. This was the, I think this is like the one you get in the mystery box. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Um, and it was like a one hit kill gun. Like it was like the gun you're trying, you're trying, yeah, you're trying to find this gun for the, for this zombie mode. So you can, kill zombies very easily, especially when it gets harder and harder every, every wave and round. So, uh, number four, the Ray gun, uh, number three, I have the golden gun, the golden PP seven, the golden PP seven, which is much better than the golden gun. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if it's, I can't remember if it, the, I remember they had the man with the golden gun mode on golden eye 64, but I think that was the regular golden gun right in there trying to remember yeah 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 that's more like a yeah. square casing with a handle on it yeah um, yeah from yeah. like kind of like the movie um but yeah it's uh, that was kind of one of the cool things about goldeneye you kind of could get the like unlock these different versions of the guns and the golden pp7 was pretty cool and there was like other version gold versions right like the uh well there's the like silver pp7 so there was the, the golden silver gun, yeah the gold pp7 and the silver pp7 that's right and I, I, would, I, I would really, actually lump the Magnum in with those as well. Yeah. Because the Magnum, Magnum could shoot through doors. And, yeah, and people, dude. if you could line up a bunch of dudes, you could shoot right through them and kill all of them. That, this that is a very violent-sounding podcast. but we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just funny because especially for these earlier games, like that was so cool to have like, oh, my God, I unlocked this. You know, it's like a almost like a hack or a cheat or... or you know, it was like a trophy, yeah. you know, it's did like, did you have you a to... uh, game game shark? I did. And I remember doing it. I think I unlocked like, that's why I think you can do different versions of the golden gun. If you had this sh- game shark, um, where you can have like, I think any gun in the game, you can make gold or something. It was Wait, like a really, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I don't, I that's feel wild. like that's what was one of them, but, um, I know you can do like paintball. Paintball mode, there was DK that's mode. That's fun. DK mode is fun. Ooh, that's a, that'll be an interesting top five, like game hacks or like cheats or something. Oh, we should do that. Top okay. five cheats or something. I'm into that. It's probably going to be all GTA <laughs> stuff, but. My fingers um, still know Vice City cheats. Like, I couldn't do it, but yeah. my fingers know it. Same with Tony Embedded. Hawk. Oh, man. Ooh, I wonder if they're going to have cheats for the, the Tony Hawk game, the new one. The oh, man. Version. I hope. That'd be so. That'd be cool. so dope. It'd be symbolics if they if they didn't. I feel like they. Oh, dude, they that'd have be so to awesome include that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for that game. Um, Me too. All right, September so we got the golden. Soon enough. Yeah. 
So we got the Golden PP7 uh, for three. Uh, number two, I've got uh, the Fire Flower in Mario. So I did have a Mario oh. uh, weapon of some sort. Um, it's cool because when you get the item, uh, Mario turns, he has like, like this white overalls and he can shoot little flaming fire flowers at, at enemies. And um, it was cool. It was like, you know, it was expanding kind of Mario's, uh, you know, powers and... and um, it's a pretty effective weapon, I would say. And, uh, yeah. And he would like spin around too. He would spin around and shoot like fireballs and stuff. So yeah, super fun. I was, so, yeah. yeah, that was always, uh, it's a good one. And it makes that yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of sound. <laughs> the sound effects for the weapons too. That's another yeah. thing too. Um, and then I have for number one, uh, I did play this game a while back, but I remember this was one of my favorite, uh, experiences with this weapon it was the gravity gun in half-life 2 um which i think the portal games because i think they were made by the same people portal they they kind of uh were inspired or grew out of this particular gun and it was pretty much a gun based on the name you can pretty much pick up any item like that's you know around in the map and like hold it and weaponize it and shoot it at the enemy and you can even grab like people and stuff in the in the game too and um, that's fun yeah it was it was super cool for for like when that game came out and um it was uh, kind of revolutionary in, in a way of like oh this is what weapons can you know this is what you can do with physics and like in games and stuff like that so um and i feel like they i just saw the uh funny enough half-life the steam the the guys who created uh um uh, what do you call it? Uh, Half-Life two and all those guys that, uh, they released a VR game just recently called Half-Life Alex. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, I saw some video. It looks super dope, but they have like a gravity glove version of it, um, in this game. So I was like, Oh, that's super cool. They, they were able to kind of take kind of the, uh, the spirit of the gravity gun, but yeah, it was, it was super fun. And they had a, a mod called Gary's Mod where it was like a kind of build your own stuff. And you, the gravity gun was the main gun so you can build and, and move things around in the world. And Did, um, uh, did yeah. Gary's Mod got it going on? He's got it going on. <laughs> Gary's got Gary's it going on. Gary's Mod has got, it's got it going, it going on. on. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my list. It's Quite a very a good list, Shawnee. I love our list. Mario and and like 007 kind of mashup there. That was they had cool. to they had to be on this list. And right. honestly, those are kind of our first like. I mean, I wouldn't say Mario is like a first person shooter, but like those are our first experiences with those kind of games, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, f- for shooters, it was goldeneye i felt like goldeneye and you know that that was the game that really introduced us to those types of games and uh and yeah their weapons are becoming so you know different and interesting in video games these days which is pretty cool um so i'm glad like other games and other uh gaming studios are pushing the envelope you know especially the like the half-life one just you know going off his predecessor and like expanding on that a little bit more hell yeah yeah very good it's a good list I enjoyed thinking about y'all. that. Yeah. Uh, Joey, what's your what's your list for this week, dude? Um, so I haven't really been like watching much, or um, so I was kind of like, well, what you know? I'm looking for inspiration of what can I ask you, and 
Um, so, you know, if you saw our, our last week's show, I debuted my, my typewriters. Um, I've got one in the shop right now. Um, down Los Altos. Yeah. I dropped it off on Saturday. I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it got me thinking like what we're surrounded by dead technology. And I think you and me especially are kind of, you know, we're, we're deadheads in that sense. We like dead technology or obsolete technology. So Jonathan Day, what are your top five favorite pieces of dead tech? Dead tech. Dead tech. Ah, uh, all right. So 2020. I've got, oh no, man, it's, it's tough because it's weird because there are some, some tech is, is there's like having a resurgence, you know what I mean? So, um, so I got a few on here. Some of them I, I feel like uh, just out of nostalgia, I would say. Um, so I had number five, uh, AIM, Instant Messenger uh, for AOL. Oh, look at you. Which, which I feel like for our generation was kind of the, I mean, obviously with AOL and the internet dial-up, um, it was our first experience with like uh, messaging via the internet. and That was pre-texting. Like pre-texting. we had aim before exactly. we had texting. Yeah. That, that, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had our own, um, instant messenger names and we had like kind of our own, you know, uh, bios identities, and bios and all sorts Remember of the shit. BRB. And, you could have like your away message yeah. go up and everything. And that's, and that's the thing is like some of the, some of the short, like short, uh, hand language that is, you know, in today's texting uh, community or uh, culture, you know, it kind of came from a lot of these earlier messaging systems and it was cool. It was a, it was a way to like start getting to like, uh, you know, hang out with your friends on the internet. And like, you know, I remember I used it. I wanted to talk to like a girl I liked, like, you know, it's just like, it, it was a uh, interesting experience for, especially for us at that age. And, uh, unfortunately it's just not, I don't, I don't, I feel, I still have an AOL account, but I don't, you know, I don't use it. It's one of my recovery uh, accounts, like an email recovery. But uh, oh, damn! Yeah, I mean, that's wild. That's wild. That I you feel still like have that. I, I feel like they still have a form of that, but um, I think they retired AIM officially last year. Oh, they did. Okay. I believe they did. That's crazy. I could be wrong about that. You might want to fact check me, but oh I'm yeah, I'll look that up. Wrong. Um, excuse me, but yeah, that that was like a big piece of technology that came out that was, I feel like very revolutionary for, um, you know, communicating, uh, across the internet. And, uh, yeah, it makes me think of obviously those times when we were, you know, younger and, you know, talking to people on there and, and then I guess the kind of the early stages of, uh, the internet community and, you know, I mean, there was like group, it was like all sorts of weird forum chats and stuff you could go to and Zanga. Zanga, like we had yeah. Zanga. That's a lot. What of do you guys know about Zanga? <laughs> Zanga was a was a MySpace precursor, man. Precursor, um, dude. Yeah. By the way, Instant Messenger died as of December fifteenth, twenty seventeen. Wow, so a few years now. Yeah. Man, yeah. I do miss that. I'm trying to remember my. I think my aim name was Burning Flame 07. That was my. I think it was Burning Flame 07. Mine was Snooch 2D MF Nooch. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I miss that. Um, but Burning you know, flame. now I guess th- these days, you know, it's it's the form of uh, texting, and you know, there's other uh, messenger type services or apps out there now, um, which is kind of the 
weirdly enough, kind of the same thing these days. You know, I have uh, different kind of apps I use now to like communicate with people, but um, it, it's crazy how far that has gone and, and probably owe it a lot to aim for, for kind oh, of, it, it you know, a lot just of about everything. Yeah. For a lot of communication on the internet. So yeah. That was a big, that was a, yeah. Do you still do messaging and stuff on your computer or is it all done on phone now? Uh, this year it's interesting. I've been using WhatsApp. Um, and, uh, unfortunately for me, I'm a Samsung user. So unfortunately, uh, fortunate enough for me, uh, it's the best way to get like video and, and, um, images like clear images sent to Apple users. You know, it's a good way yeah. to do it, but I actually just downloaded the WhatsApp on my desktop. So I'm able to answer messages on my computer if I'm at my computer. So uh, it's funny. I've kind of revisited that format of doing it um so i could just kind of do everything especially if i'm working on something or or whatever um and i know apple i think has their version of like their messenger stuff on the uh, for their computer apps um so i do i do like still having it in front of me on the computer because you know if i'm typing away and you know, it's easy to kind of do stuff like there um or if you spend a lot of time at your computer so it's kind of funny like when i think about that stuff and it's like holy shit like that's kind of like where it you know, where it started or where it was and, you know, the necessity of, I like that, I like that kind of being able to check my phone and have the same messages on my computer. So, um, but now it's, yeah, it's all, you know, it's, you could just do it from the palm of your hand now. And it's on my mobile. On my mobile phone. Hello. So yeah, that, that's pretty much what my five, I feel like it should be higher up. Cause that, that was, now that I think about it, it's kind of like, it's changed a lot of communication these days. <laughs> Um, so number four, I've got the portable CD player. Um, yeah, man, I had a Sony CD player for a minute and they were the best ones. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, CD players. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there's, uh, Walkmans and tape players and, uh, I guess I'm pulling for more like when, you know, I guess our generation and, you know, we grew up with the introduction of, mp3s and cds and digitizing music and um i had a cd player before streaming was you know a thing or before we had other it you know the ipods like you know all that kind of stuff yeah and it you know it's a pre- yeah obviously a predecessor to um like digital portal uh, portable player music players and for cds it was my i did you know i recorded stuff on tape, but I also made like mixtapes on my CDs and it was just so cool to like be able to take music you like and put it into a little mixtape on your, on a CD player. And, um, yeah, it was very bulky for sure. Um, but I do, I do miss having that experience. It's very similar to, to vinyl records and, you know, like sitting down and listen to a CD and, um, I think there's something very unique about that experience and, uh, yeah, that's why I put it on here. So you were making a choice when you put that thing in. Right? Exactly. Like you were exactly. you were going to be listening to the thing for maybe the whole the whole thing. Like it wasn't. I'm going to skip around and listen to this and then this and then you know like that yeah. was it. Those those mediums, vinyl tape players, like it. You have that intention of listening and and spending time with what you're listening to. So it's like yeah. we don't have um, that today. So yeah, it's uh, CD players for four. Uh, what I got here? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, I guess, what did I write here? 
Okay, number three, I put phone book. Um, who uses yeah, phone books these days? You, you miss the phone book quite fondly? Uh, I mean, I yeah, just switched I, I those guess. two consonants. Did you hear that? That was wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I went into this uh, top five kind of seeing like, oh, what are kind of things that like I've been, repla- I've been replaced? But um, phone books are interesting. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're useless now because um, you Doorstop. can just literally search. You can literally search it up these days, but I don't know. There was something about kind of, you know, looking, looking for like a business or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Super random. But like, I remember like, yeah, I used to use a phone book like when I was growing up. And, you know, if you wanted to know where like your local music store, it was like pre-internet, you know, like, oh, your local business. You know, now you can just type it into Google and when was that? You know where it is. Did that really what? ever happen? Was there really never an internet? I mean, part of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Part of our lives. Um, yeah, that's a that's a whatever one. Uh, number two. My whatever whatevers. Uh, I put VHS. Uh, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll cut out the phone book because it's not, yeah, I don't really have a good deep attachment to it. So I'm going to go, instead okay. of the phone book, I'm going to go number three. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I guess it would be tape machines. Cause I guess relating to like music I do, um, I don't, uh, I don't own a tape player, a machine myself, but, uh, it is, there is an interest, it's just kind of like vinyl. It's, it's a interesting way sound can get captured. And, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, have said, uh, you know, tape players just give you a different type of sound like sonically. And it's, it's because, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, sound, uh, uh, physics going on there, but like, it, you know, it's way different than, you know, digital and compressed music these days. And, How would you uh, compare it to like CDs in terms of quality? I think it's, you know, it, it, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of different words you can, you know, like warm and, and kind of, uh, more like, uh, organic, I would say. Uh, but it, it, and especially with, when people made music onto tape, it was literally like you only had so many takes to do it. You had so many chances to, you know, and so it obviously merited a lot of great performers and bands and artists. And, um, and I think that was very interesting about that, being able to capture that, um, that kind of, uh, energy and, and, you know, kind of music on there. And these days it's very easy to kind of record stuff and, you know, the quality is somewhat okay, but, uh, it's it's a weird thing because you know it's you know we we only can hear so much as an average listener too you know you can only hear so much of a difference but there's something about tape that like if when you when you even hear it and especially for specific instruments like a band like a drummer or like a guitar player it just really brings out some other frequencies. It's like shooting on or, film. Exactly. There's other things, and even if it is old and de- degraded a little bit more, that degradation and that kind of you know, that sound is, is very sought after, especially in today's kind of digital domain. So, so yeah, let's do that for, for three. Wonderful. Um, two, I've got VHS, uh, grew up watching. That was kind of like my, my, like movies. I watched movies on VHS. That was like, that was our thing. You know, we didn't have streaming or, and that stuff, and it's very similar to music, very similar to vinyls. You know, when you got that VHS, you got the whole thing. You got the the uh, artwork and the movie. You know, artwork, and it you know came in a 
you know, very interesting plastic box or, or a, a paper box. I had most and of the paper slip cases myself. Yeah. And that's, and that was the thing too. It was a very collector, you know, like you, you know, you get really excited and, and, um, and then, you know, that brings us to like Blockbuster and like rental type, uh, yeah. you know, services back in the day. And, um, you know, being excited to watch movies and like, you know, get excited to see, get the copy of this movie. And, um, you know, it was, it was a shared thing, you know, something you would share with, uh, you know, friends and, and like watch a movie of each at a, a friend's house. So, um, and then these days just, it's like, Hey, have you seen the show? You know, <laughs> like that, I think it, it goes along with the experiences also of like when you have, when you use this stuff. And, um, I thought VHS is especially, you know, pre, you know, uh, laser disc and pre, uh, DVD. It's like, you know, it's crazy to think like, that's, you know, how we watch movies. Um, and we had to like rewind and, you know, physically <sighs> rewind just like and then when you rented player. it, it always came with the sticker "Be Kind Rewind." Yeah, like um, I kind of miss. I mean, weirdly enough, I kind of miss that kind of stuff. Or yeah, you, know, you, you, know, if you, you had to pace yourself, like you know, like uh, I'll never forget being um, in Twain Heart on vacation, and me and my brother watched Army of Darkness on VHS, and it ended. And you're like, "You want to watch that again?" Yeah, I want to watch that again. And we had to sit there for ten minutes as the tape rewound, you know, and then we watched it again. Like you, you had to want to do that. Yeah. Like it's, you would never do that today. Who would? Never. You would just end up skipping, skipping through or going on to the next show or movie, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, VHS. And then number one is, is the vinyl records. Um, you know, we've talked about vinyl a bunch on the show. Uh, uh, it's kind of having obviously a resurgence over the last few years. Um, and again, it's the experience being able to sit down and, uh, really dive into the music, listen and, and look at the artwork and the, the notes and the, you know, it was a whole thing. It was a whole experience, uh, all together. And, um, comparing to today, you know, I, I feel like a lot of bands are embracing kind of bringing back vinyl and, and giving that experience back to fans and, and listeners. And I think that's still one of the things that unfortunately it, it is somewhat dead as far as, you know, but at the same time, I feel, I feel like it's coming back. You know, there, you know, there's people who are printing vinyl specifically for their, their music, they release. Um, and it's one of probably the, I would say the oldest technologies that I probably have in my room right now. Oh yeah. And big you know, time. some records probably from, you know, the you know, fifties, sixties or some shit. So, um, yeah, so vinyl records. And of course, both Joe and I, you know, we love collecting vinyls and we were just talking before the show about places to find them. So, yeah. Yeah. That, um, well, that is I, I, it's a very good list. It should come as no surprise that we share a number one. Um, you know, over the last 10 years, vinyl records. Here, Marty slurping his water. He might do this later. <laughs> he, he drank so much he chokes on it. We'll see if he does it. Um, you'll be able to hear it. So, yeah, over the last 10 years, vinyl records became just very um, important to us. You know, I um, I remember, like, early days of Amazon, right? Early days of having an iPhone and seeing uh, Weezer's Pinkerton Special Edition. It's four vinyl set. I even have a record player, but I was like, I need that. And, um, and I ordered it, and it forced me to get a record player, or I got one for my birthday, like, coincided, whatever the fuck. And... Um, kind of off to the races ever since it's that not only 
are you getting to collect something? Not only is it kind of old and cool and vintage, it literally is the best version of what that could be. Like, you know, streaming, all that stuff. Yeah, you might not really notice it, you know, if you're just casually listening. But if you really kind of pay attention, you're going to hear that difference, like that warmth that you were talking about with the tape. Like, it makes a world of difference. And what I really love is when I, like, for instance, I got a um, really beaten up copy of Help. Um, I bought it off Discogs, which I was telling you about, because I wanted Mm -hmm. a mono version of the UK pressing. That was very important to me. Um, Because the American help is much different. The tracks are all different listed and some songs appear that don't and vice versa. Um, And I get it and I open it and I throw it on and the first song, Help, just sounds so beaten. It sounds like the sound is just so blunt. You know what I mean? There's no sharpness to it whatsoever. Yeah. And I was a little bummed out, but then the rest of the record plays on and it sounds perfect. To me, I was able to be like the previous owner just loved help so much. And maybe this helped them through a time in their life. You know what I mean? Like they wore this fucking record out and like the record has life. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's beautiful. Like it, it you know, um, so that's that's a whole other level to it that you don't get buying new records. Like I want to mm-hmm. go in. I want to smell that weird cardboard smell and and just dive in and find something with a weird cover or you know, like, oh, shit, this is, they, they got this, but for only five bucks? Why don't, you know, like, come on. Um, and it just looks cool. You know what I mean? Like, you, mm-hmm. people that didn't grow up with record players look at it and be like, how do you work that thing? And I was much very much the same way. You know, it takes a second to be like, oh, okay, it's just start and stop. And, you know, if you if you got a 45, you press this button and flip the switch. It's whatever. But people look at you like you're a fucking magician. And, um... It's very cool. I don't know. It's very cool. I love vinyl. I love vinyl. It's just, it makes mm, makes me feel good. Um, anyway, that's, so we share number one. Clearly, obviously. Um, I'm going to go right back down to number five and just say, yeah, the typewriter. I talked a lot about the typewriter last week. You can go back and listen to episode 188. Um, and if you want to watch it on YouTube, you get to see what I, my, my spoils, my prizes. Um, but yeah, typewriters are just cool. I've always been fascinated by them as a person who likes to write um and you really do get into just a different mood when you're sitting in front of a typewriter and you hear those it unlocks a different part of your brain than when you're typing on a computer screen um or even writing in a journal or notebook um it's very unique unto itself and it's very much like a vinyl where um you have to load the paper and you have to physically put the paper in and get the ink and you know what I mean? Like it, you're involved in every part of the process. It's, it's pretty cool. It's very hands-on. Um, I've had a lot of ink on my fingers the past couple of days and I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, number four, I, I put Walkman, but yeah, it was a Sony CD player. It might've been a Walkman branded. I don't know. But my, uh, the big thing for me was that they wouldn't skip. Because I had a dog, Mia, the Black Lab. You remember her. You were scared of her. Um, but I would walk her every single night around the neighborhood. And I would um, have my CD player. This is the reason I keep my phone in my left pocket. is because back then, if I even took my phone with me, 
the record, the CD player was more important. Music was always more important. So I, I had to have jeans with pockets that could accommodate the CD player. <laughs> yeah. Number one, the CD player would go in my right pocket because it was most important. Number two, good. Um, I would have to have wraparound headphones because I don't want to screw up my beautiful locks. Um, but yeah, so the CD player, I would put, I would choose a CD, go into my CD player, go into my pocket. I'd walk the dog. And if I had a couple really good CD players that didn't skip at all, just wonderful. Um, And this was such a big problem. If you were out running around or walking with this thing, you you either had to hold it or suffer major skippage unless you had one that really didn't skip. And I had a couple that were really good. I had one that was really good. And of course, they become (laughs) casualty just falling on the floor or something and then they don't work anymore. And it's very, it's very heartbreaking Um, because that it really does, you know, it's, it's, at least for me, it, I had, you know, kind of the relationship with my CD player like I did. I do my phone, right? I feel a little naked without it now. Um, I do so much on it. And I would, I just always, I was always listening to something. And especially, you know, at that age when we're just getting into doing like the band and stuff like that, and you're, you're studying. You're not just listening. You are studying. And, uh, and, and practicing. I would sing out loud as I walked the dog and, it was dark yeah. out in the neighborhood, and I was doing that shit, and I was an asshole. Um, There's another thing I, I realized, too, with, and I guess it'd be similar with vinyl as well, is uh, track listing. Like, I, I felt like mm-hmm. I got to know, you know, if I had a CD, like, you know, we were talking about Mark, Tom, and Travis show, and, like, I, I could tell you, like, off the hop, off the top of my head what the so- that song, what track it was, or, you know, you, you really got to know the music, um, and, you know, oh, yeah, track number seven. I love that. You know, like that track's yeah. awesome. And being familiar with the album or whatever mixtape you put together, um, I thought that was a interesting experience. And it, I guess it goes back to like vinyl and tape players, you know, being very familiar with what you're listening to. Um, and you kind of favor, right, specific tracks or whatever. And, Definitely. you know, these these days it's just like liking songs and like, you know, going back to your playlists and, you know, it's, it's kind of all over the place these days. It's, um, it's not as a, it's not as a, a, a tactile experience, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's recyclable. It's throwaway. Yeah. You know, oh, cool. I listened to this one morning and I don't remember it at all. And I yeah. never went back to it. You know what I mean? Um, if I'm out on a walk nowadays, I can choose anything. Back then, I was stuck with one the one CD that I chose to bring with me. And if I was out longer than that CD, I was listening to it again. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I still repeat, <laughs> listen, a lot of stuff, even today. But if I'm out on a walk and I try a new record, chances are I'm itching to get to something that I know. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off that thing. But back then, I had no other choice. If I got a new record and threw it on, I was stuck with that thing. Um, different, different. Um, number three, I have, uh, they're sharing a, a slot, but VHS and DVD. Um, okay. so yeah, gr- growing up, you know, with VHS is the thing about VHS is they did not come with special features. Oh, they sort right. of kind of did near the end there after the credits, if you knew to fast forward. Um, but DVDs were a whole other world, not to mention how crisp of a freaking picture they were in 480p. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah. You, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about, 480p? Um, you know, where VHS could, you could see the the tape kind of 
uh, stretch or, or whatever, there was none of that kind of blemish um, on a DVD. Unless you like went over to the road and like dragged it against the concrete, and then it might skip. But really, your DVDs should have been, for the most part, pretty okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it was right after my birthday in eighth grade. I had all my birthday money, and I was the first person in my family, I'm so proud of this, first person in my family to buy a DVD player. And I bought Army of Darkness, Jan Silent Bob Strike Back, and the Clerks animated series. Those were my first DVDs. Um, and I just remember throwing it on and being just blown away by the picture quality. Um, just absolutely stunned. Because a, a movie like Army of Darkness that I watched on VHS, I don't know how many times, like, suddenly yeah. you throw it on DVD for the first time and you're like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I can see that now. I can see the dirt on his face and everything. And, you know, Blu-ray took it to a, net, to a new level and we could debate whether Blu-ray is dead technology yet it's it's on its way out it's on life support for sure um but dvds were a big deal and dvds were collectible in a way that vhs's i don't think were you know they always had like the single disc or the dual disc special edition director's yeah, cut special you know dish and really <laughs> you know I, I I credit a lot of wanting to become a filmmaker and being fascinated by that world with DVDs, with um, the special features on Saving Private Ryan. And, uh, you know, Spielberg talking about, oh, you know, they included these featurettes, which were new, you know. Um, yeah, I would just have my friends run. We'd put a plank under some dirt. And if he stepped on this part of the plank, it would throw dirt up like that, like he was getting shot at. And I just needed a shaky cam. I'm like, you're getting all these ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, especially like Jurassic Park, you know, they, the, I learned this when I was, before I was, you know, I was like 11 or 12, like the, the, the scene where they're in the Jeep with the T-Rex out in the rain and you see the cup of water and the, the rings in the water first, right? Mm-hmm. Spielberg was like, I want this visual, figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> and everyone was stumped. And this guy goes, yeah, you know, we were just, it was a long day at the office. We were trying to figure this thing out. We couldn't figure it out. I go home. I'm just beat. And I look at my acoustic guitar and I flip it over and I put a cup of water on it and I just plucked a string and that got the ring. So they built these strings underneath the Jeep, underneath the console. And that is, they plucked these strings and that is what's making the ring in the water. And it's little things like that that just fascinated me beyond belief with movie making. And I wouldn't have had that access to that kind of information or detail if it wasn't for DVDs. Mm-hmm. So the DVDs played a huge part of my life. I still have all of them. Um, had to get rid of the boxes when I moved, which was just heartbreaking because, you know, some, I, I, I would buy DVDs just for the, the box art, the box art. Yeah. <sighs> so that was a bummer. I, I have the movies though. Even though I don't, I don't want to watch them now because they're 480p. Who needs that shit? I got 1080p up here, man. Yeah, I got 4K. I got a 4K Apple TV. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, still nice to have physical media. Um, number two, um, this is. I don't think this is dead technology by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't see anyone buying them anymore or doing anything with them. Uh, but video cameras or camcorders. Um, yeah. You know, we, we have our phone to record video with now, and it shoots in 4K. Why would I go out and spend an extra chunk and carry around an extra piece of hardware? Um, I mean, I know why, but am I going to? Nah. 
Um, <laughs> I'd rather have it all be compact and together in, in one thing. Um, so, but, but, you know, w- along with DVDs, getting a video camera in Christmas, uh, or in sixth grade on Christmas was just, it opened up my world. And back then we had the tiny, it would record onto a tiny VHS tape about yay big. And you'd put, and then you had a bigger VHS tape, with a little window. And yeah. you'd, put, you'd open up the window, you'd flip that open, you'd throw the little VHS in there so it could play in a VCR. And what I would do is we would record on the weekends, you, me, and a bunch of our friends. And I would take two VCRs and I would plug them together. I would figure out, okay, this AV into there, this into the TV, blah, blah, blah. blah. It was complicated back then. And then I'd have a blank VHS in one VCR and then our tape in another. And I would just record onto the other VHS tape, the blank VHS tape, in the order that I wanted and leave off whatever I wanted to leave off. That was editing. That was my editing system. Um, if 12-year-old Joey had Final Cut Pro, he would have an Oscar today. Um, facts. Um, facts, dudes. <laughs> but yeah, so the video camera changed my life. And then, you know, you go from that to... Um, high eight to mini dv to just the the little card the sd card it's just you know and that was kind of the hardest thing was keeping up with because every time you you know they they didn't have a great lifespan they would last a year maybe two and by the time they were done the technology had advanced and yeah this becomes obsolete it becomes obsolete so i I miss those days. I still miss holding a camera like this. I still, this is, I want, I wish this is not this, you know what I mean? And this is, you do not get as smooth of a, you have to really like this. (laughs) Yeah. I miss that, man. Um, But yeah. And then of course one vinyl records, but uh, yeah, that's my, that's my top five dead tech. I love how we both attached it to like kind of uh, obviously our personal uh, attachments to the to those items and like how especially for you as a as someone who is into film and um, and just kind of the development of that throughout your life like those dead technologies really did uh, add to you know who you are and and the stuff that you're obviously passionate about and into and I think. It's crazy, like, yeah, this this whole top five kind of let, let me reflect back and, like, you got to think, like, man, like, you know, it, it's interesting. We grew up kind of, like, where the internet, especially with the internet, um, like, when it was kind of just starting. And yeah. um, you, you think about, like, ge- like, the generations today and kids who are, you know, maybe getting into filmmaking or whatever. And, you know, there's tons of tools, you know, especially your phone these days. But um, it's being able to, like take that technology and like, and really like learn about it and see what it, you know, see what you like about it. And as funny as it sounds when we, when we say this list and like stuff that like how, and it's just crazy cause it's only, it, it's, it's within, you know, our lifetime, you know, it's not, yeah. you know, tech, this technology, it's not been like hundreds of years or whatever, but um, it's incredible how, how much has gone away. Yeah. And how much of too. it is all right in here. Like, yeah, that's insane. And, and, you know, honestly, it's uh, the accessibility now um, 
it, it's you know it's it's great i mean it, i i favor a lot of the tech these days because it's you know especially with like recording like mm-hmm. now i mean a lot of people could record now if they have a computer or even their phones with like garage band on it like it's insane yeah. like um, you know, there's a lot of, obviously the, there have been a lot of beneficial things, you know, towards these advances, but I, I agree with like, you know, we we're talking about just CDs and vinyls. It's, it's having that physical, tangible thing that you can have that experience with. It's, it's just a different experience when you get to hold it in your hand and smell it or whatever, <laughs> you know, like I think yeah. it's, uh, and I think that's definitely something that these, these generations are missing out on as everything gets digitized and the, I, the value of something. And I don't know if it's the same these days, you know, you can have value in files or whatever. And, but it's different, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a different experience. And, uh, I, funny enough, I like, that's why I've been getting into vinyls recently, like more often because it's like, Oh wow. I get excited to, you know, get this and, and look, go to a shop or, you know, and look at the notes and whatever. And, you know, the same can be said for like books, you know, like, yeah, I almost put books down as a dead technology. I hope they're not just yet. I hope we do not view them as dead tech just yet. There's, there's still that, that experience of holding a physical book versus a digital one. So it's, uh, yeah, I can't, I, I can't concentrate on a, on a digital. It's going to be interesting and it's going to be kind of up to like, you know, obviously the next generations and I guess, you know, our generation and, you know, like being able to keep those old technologies alive or at least conserve them somehow, you know, and, you know, if I, you know, when we have kids or whatever, like, you know, of course I'll <laughs> say like, oh yeah, there was a time when all this stuff was like physical <laughs> and, and you had to, you know, you only had one thing to watch or whatnot, you know, and but also, I want to set my house up so it's only got this kind of technology and this kid is going to have to learn. <laughs> and then they're going to go over to other kids' houses and the parents will be speaking into the wall and they'll be like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, you I, to, I, you I don't feel... have to flip the, the switch to make the light go on? What? Yeah. I, uh, I think that's going to be a very interesting, especially for us in our time, you know, um, and then as, as years go by. It is scary to think, right? Because it's like some of the stuff oh, yeah, big time, is dead. Big time. Like it's not going to be talked about and eventually it'll just cease to exist. Um, so, but I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a mixture, right? You know, I, I embrace a lot of technology these days, but also I really like, again, the kind of, uh, the, the feeling of, you know, being able to, you know, physically do that or, or whatever. So um, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic to talk about you know, these days. Cause it's like, yeah, this stuff, some of this stuff is just not going to be around and, uh, and people, it will just cease to exist. And luckily we have the internet and documents on, you know, documenting these parts of history. So it's, it, you know, it's going to be very interesting, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I like it. Yeah. Cha. Cha. Cha y'all. Jonathan. Yes. Do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely, imaginary audience this share. week? Share. Um, share. Nothing too crazy right now, dude. Uh, man, yeah, what? Um, I'll probably have a better thing to share. Uh, Joey, uh, off air, I mentioned a few vinyl, uh, mm. pl- online vinyl dealers that I could go to. So I'm going to check those out this week. So maybe I'll... Hell yeah. 
let you guys know how my experience is for the next show. Um, Wonderful. Other than that, uh, that's pretty much it, dude. I, I don't got much to share. Um, you know, I'm kind of in the rut with like what to watch lately. And so I don't have any movie, video, TV show. Fam, you got so much stuff that I've recommended that are I know, free right I, now. And I'm, I'm taking, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to like just sit down and watch all that. You, you watch Parasite, right? Watch Parasite. Okay. Um, have you watched Lighthouse? Not watched Lighthouse. Not watched it's on 19, Amazon. Uh, 18, oh, God, I can't say 1917. it. 1917. It's very good. I have yeah. it. I would lend it to you, but I can't because it's digital. Um, and actually, I guess to, this is kind of an interesting thing that I noticed about myself, though. It's like, you know, uh, my attention span is just all over the place now. Mine is too. Mine is terrible. And I would attribute it to technology and all the stuff that is available for us these days and you know like it's great we have all this stuff at our hands but at the same time it's like god the choice there's so many choices but i am gonna watch i'm gonna watch those eventually and um yeah i'd definitely like to talk about it on the show and um yeah yeah, but that's pretty much it i don't have much going for it right now um yeah, maybe I'll just let you guys know how my vinyl shopping goes for next week. So, yes, I recommended uh, uh, Discogs, um, Siren Records in Monterey, and Tunnel Records in San Francisco. So, yeah, Frisco, some good shops. I might have to, yeah, support the local shops in Frisco. So, that sounds good. Um, but yeah, man. Well, yeah, have anything to share this week as well? Um, I am going to share um, a YouTube channel that I just discovered. I like history. Um, I really love learning. History fascinates me, especially like American history. Um, Although it's being a little reframed in my mind right now with everything going on in the world. Um, But I found this YouTube channel called Oversimplified. And I might be late to the game on this, but basically it's, it's, they kind of do, you know, a little animation. And it's called like, you know, the Civil War Oversimplified. And it's just this guy narrating and it, they do it as almost a cartoon. It's humorous. Like they can take a subject as darker or, or whatever as the civil war. And they just kind of do their, and you learn like the name says it's an oversimplification, but you get the bullet, the main bullet points of, of what happened and why it happened. So if you mm. like history, if you like learning, I would suggest that. Okay. Oversimplify it. All right. Yeah. So I, I dig it. I dig it. They're well edited. They're well put together. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's all I, like I got. There's some new YouTube channels to check out. You know? You know? Why not, man? You know? Why not? You know? <laughs> Why not? Jonathan, I got one more pressing question for you before we, oh, what's before the, we what's head the out pre- on the, the old trail. pressing question? <laughs> Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Okay, um, you guys can find me uh, Instagram uh, at Sean Day Music on my website SeanDayMusic.net. Net. Uh, Joe, where can we find you on the internet? You can check me out on Twitter at Joey Prodi and on my website JoeProdiScripts.com. You can check out the show at Top Five Pod. That's T O P F I V E Five P O D on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube at Gmail. And on Facebook at Top 5 Podcast. We're on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your Check love, and we will give you, Jonathan? Uh, all the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Every week. 
every week. I'm terrible at this, guys. <laughs> All go. the uh, extra sex effects love this week, I would say. How about that? Um, I'll, I mean, I'll go. allow it. Sure. Yeah. Allow it, yeah. All that, too. I'll think of a better one next week. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Joy Pride. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.